0: Yo hat.
1: Sir. What is poetry to you? Poetry to me is creating visuals for all the things I see in my head. Like from the moment I wake up out my bed to the second I lay down to rest, it's all about creating. What about you?
0: For me, poetry is liberation. It's the unshackling of chains for you, those before you, and our future
1: generations. Poetry is legacy. The things you leave, you see so that they can be whatever it is they want to be. This is the poetry.
0: What's up? Yo, yo, today's going to be an interesting day. We're talking about love and a whole bunch of other shit. But love is the basis of a lot of things, right? Like love is the foundation of everything that we do, right? Our work of art is based off of love. Our poetry is based out of love. That's right, our day to day is 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 love and is hate. So I guess we're talking about love and hate today, in some sense of the word.
1: You, you always gotta, gotta like, be having. like have the negative there, i know. brother, it was two was sides to it. every sword, brother. Hell yeah! Let me ask you a question though: How many times can you say you've been in love? I would
0: I would say I've been in love. Um, definitely. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm in love now. That's the best that I can say. Give the it love, up for love. Thanks. Give yes. it up for love. I, I I love my my shorty, my partner um very much, and I've thought that I've loved other women, and I'm sure in that time the definition that I knew of love at that time that I was, was in love, love, you yeah. know, but now I have a different definition of love and Got you. my experiences have now made love a lot more simpler. I think love was much more complicated for me back when I was younger. It was too many different dynamics. You know our first relationships that we have are uh, with our parents, and typically through mm. through that we kind of define the rest of our relationships going forward and the love that I've seen growing up was you know polygamy and it just involved a whole bunch of um things that I, I don't consider to be love now.
1: Was it polygamy or was it cheating because those are two
0: different things yeah, that's a fact that's true um so uh, probably a combination of both I, I don't really ask i didn't i wasn't I didn't have the platform to be able to ask those questions as a young kid. Yeah, Yeah. so I would assume that it was cheating. It looked like love and hip hop. (laughs) That's what this shit looked like for me when I was younger. It was a little reckless. Um, But it it helped me form um, what I didn't want out of love. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think that's also important. For us to know what we want out of, from a person, we gotta know what the hell we don't want first.
1: That's true. I, I think to answer that same question I just asked you, I think I've been in love three times in my life. I love a lot, though. Like, I love everybody. Yo, facts. Yeah. I I think I've been in love. And, like, for me, being in love is just a like. It really is, right? Because, like. Like a like
0: on the Instagram or, like, a natural
1: connection with I would compare being in love to liking someone a lot. Um, But having love for someone transcends being in love with someone, right? Being in love with someone is, for the moment, is, is fleeting, right? Because, like, that person can do something that you don't like and you might not be in love no more. You might still love them, but you not in love no more, right? So it's like, I don't really compare, I don't get into like the being in love thing. Like I I value love. So it's like, I grade all of my relationships on the level of love. Like if you're gonna get mad at me and not fuck with me no more for two years, then you didn't really love me because it's like, I could be going through some wild shit for two years and you don't even know, and you could be too, and I don't even know. Like love sustains, Uh, being in love is like temporary. In my opinion.
0: Okay. I mean, so I could agree to that in some notion. And I think one of the angles that I would take would be like, love doesn't solve it in relationships, right? People think people think like, yo, I found somebody I love, I'm lit. This is what I'm gonna be with for the rest of my life. And like that
1: is literally just like a nail. in in the rest of the house that you're building with, when you meet somebody that you love. Yo, there's mad tears when it comes to like just living, right? So it's like, I feel like love and relationship, we put a lot of emphasis on it, but that's only a part of who you are as a person, right? Like it's a lot of people that fall into love but don't have their finances straight. It's a lot of people that fall into love and didn't self-love themselves to get their personality together. So it's like, I think the, the, the juggle is balancing all of these different tiers of your life and making it come together so that you could be harmonious. If that I makes sense. I love that. No, that makes perfect sense. In, I've been thinking about this shit for a while. Yeah, so it's it sounds like. This, like, this, sounds... Is, this is an episode. Like, I can talk <laughs> my shit.
0: No, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I would agree. I think, especially like this, because there literally is so many different definitions of love. One of them you said was self-love, right? I yeah. think that's not, I mean, that's spoken about now, but it's almost like a fad. And it's almost like a, like this trend where we're talking about self love, but it actually is like a, a, a extreme component in mental health. It's you important. know what I mean? You like, know it's
1: annoying on Instagram. I'm tired of seeing this shit. They, yeah, you hashtag like, oh, self you, love. You gotta love you, and it's like, yo, you just you're just taking a pictures of yourself. That's you all you're doing. Me? You're not so really loving, you, loving. Don't have to make you a dickhead. Like, don't be a dickhead. Like, you can love yourself and put yourself first, but you don't have to demean other people. Or be mean, to other. People. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I feel like there's no. It's
0: not in the basis of love, right? Yeah, yeah. No you shooting somebody anymore. else down. There's yeah. no
1: middle. Like, and Socrates said, uh, "What he said: live in the medium. Like, like everything is in the middle. Like, there's a gray for everything. So it's like, don't don't be on polar opposites of the end because of trauma. Like, figure your shit out. Get to the middle and figure out what works for you.
0: What was your first example of of, of love? You know, if something you seen firsthand. You were like, oh, this. This looks like love, my mother.
1: Um, I I think that's a lot of people, right? Like the first time that I felt love was from my mother. Um, The first time that I felt the consequences of not living up to the responsibility and duty of love was from my mother. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, in all ways, that was the first representation of what unconditional love looked like. Cause I feel like we as people, we think of love as agape, right? Like, And it's not even possible for people. Right, agape meaning like true unconditional right. love. Like the love that we have for each other comes with conditions. Like I wouldn't love my brother if he wasn't my brother. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like if I met that nigga on the street, <laughs> I probably wouldn't fuck with him. But like, yeah, I have an unconditional love with him because we have a bond. And yes, we fuck with each other as people. So like that makes it better, but I will never not love my brother, right? But if some, a relationship that I enter in, I don't know you from a hole in the wall. I don't have to love you. Right? Like, regardless of what we've been through, I can turn that shit on and off. Right? And I, I can be valid to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you are too. So I feel like we think of unconditional love as if, like, it's supposed to last forever, blah, 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 second, like, that's not realistic.
0: Well, I think a part of that is, like, the media, right? I mean, they yeah. romanticize in love
1: the way that they see it yeah. in movies,
0: the way that we see it in our music. Um... That I mean that that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the world and and how we approach our relationships and what we think of love. Um, I think
1: it exists, right? Like of I think course. that that type of love does exist, but um, I
0: think it exists on a cosmic level, and I think people take love for something that's so like tangible sometimes. Yeah, like, you know, I love this item here in front of me, yeah. or what I've seen in the movie, but. I think when you have that isolation, which I think is what's ironic about it, is like it starts there. You know, your spiritual connection with yourself gives you the ability to love. One of my favorite quotes for love is where they says, I don't know verbatim, so pardon me, but I know it says something along the lines is, if you love a rose or if you love a flower, you don't pull it from its garden to bring it home with you. You go to the garden. To love the rose, that's to so love fact. the flower,
1: that's a fact. Because you know, then you're I, killing it
0: exactly. How do you you're love taking out of that that you're its environment? Killing. If you love something, then you should let it be, yeah, right? Yeah. It should be it, who it is one hundred percent in its own entirety. That's a fact, and that's like really loving something. you know then you
1: only love one aspect about this thing, right. right. you love yeah. how it benefits you and what it does for you is love right I mean you, exactly. you. Love, you, right. Right. I mean? you don't, don't love me, you love what I could do
0: for you is almost really what you're saying in
1: that situation. that's a fact. that's a fact,
0: but speaking of music, like like. I mean, that sets the tone, you feel me? I'm not going to lie. I got a playlist, which is how, how, um, how my twins came about, who I love so much. Music is huge when it comes to how we love and who, how we approach love, whether it's with our brother, our friend, and the loyalty that we're learning that, or it's in our relationships. And, um, how music is played on certain frequencies and how our body
1: responds to that, mm-hmm. I think it's not paid attention to enough when it comes to the conversation of love. My nigga, be using words like cosmic and frequencies. Yo, this thing is about to levitate in a second. I'm
0: high, no brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so obviously my boy Stoney Tony is the love guru. Um, he, he said a lot of good <laughs> things about love. Um, and if you've been following our pod then you know exactly what's about to happen next, um, my boy. It's about to go into one of his poems. It's called "What's Your Favorite Love Song." Hey, I like how you, you like how it's yeah, that intro, right. That was good, it brother. Was you put on your, 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 <laughs> your Barry,
0: your Barry voice, right like there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know I mean, but yeah, right, let's get into let's it. Let's do right?
0: it. All right, back. What's your favorite love song? Cause see, my rendition of love is different. And I wouldn't say that it hurts, but I've orchestrated the strings in my heart to prevent from getting played first. Maybe it's because I've been to more wakes than weddings. And I've yet to have my wedding cake and was able to eat it too. See the love I've grown and known will throw your life preserved as blue. I've seen head above water more than I've seen head over heels. Living life on the edge of a king-size bed. Is that the way that love's supposed to feel? I've learned that low moments create high notes. And even though those falsettos could be false, they can never be false when they come straight from the heart. I ask, what's your favorite love song? Mm.
1: Talk that. Can I can I growl on a love home? Yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> Chill, brother. In the hood, hey. Man, I gotta oh, I gotta snap. I, <laughs> snap my fingers, I think, brother. That's what snapping to snap and growl. Because there was too many lines in here, bro. And he it was sweet to the point. Right, concise,
0: me? man. Like like before straight we to even it.
1: get into this, what's your favorite love song?
0: My favorite love song would probably be. It's a tough one, man. It's a lot of them, but I would say Minnie Rupertson.
1: I've never heard of who. All right, we're going to play that. What's the, Where's
0: our. Uh, yo, p- yo, Samori, you can, can you that play up. Some, that up. Yeah, let's play that mini, mini Rupertson. Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Making love with you is all I want to do. Loving you. Oh, it's so easy he, so <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Do-do-do-do-do-do.
0: So, all alright cool. You with me, then? Nah, right, that's cool. my right, shit right that's, there. That's fire. That's
1: fire. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think my favorite love song is probably a Drake song. He writes love songs. Love The producer song. We
0: that's some certi- certified lover, lover boys. Nah,
1: but if not, I'm going to take it back. Uh. I was a fan of um I'm still a fan of Music Soul Child. Oh yeah. Teach Me? Nah. Actually the um that one two three song.
0: Oh, okay. I think i know what you're Wait, talking about.
1: Um it's one four three when he's explaining how he loves someone like one four love, I love you, one, four, three. Like, you know what I'm saying like that was fire to me and I, that's when I first thought had to cue that one in too yeah yo. That, that, was was dope, that was a fire analogy so I'll just say numerically from my heart to you one four three For
0: shout out to that, yo, music's a damn man. Music was so different. Yeah. I mean, no, you know, no shade to Drake. He's he's definitely trying to keep the conversation of love prevalent in in our music, but. Back then, it was like that was all you seen. That's all was you motherfuckers wrote about. in in a yeah. rainstorm singing a shorty outside of the crib, like
1: yeah, I should jagged edge. You remind me Yeah, a girl. Y'all heard the vocals? <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it I at think that. it
0: sounded better when you did the <laughs> mini ripper to it, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Loving you.
1: Listen, it's a mess. Yeah, man, it was um, just different. That, but I want to get into this poem though, because like you said, a lot of things. First of all, I want to ask, like, what made you write this poem?
0: Um, I think when I started to have the conversation with my wife about how love didn't solve all of our problems and how we knew that, um, we did love each other, but there was more to it. There was more to trying to figure out what was going on. So I think when we started to speak on important topics, such as how we communicate, um, our traumas, you know, as childhoods and how they, how they, how they transcend into our our current life and our our relationship that kind of like inspired this poem. And then, um, just,
1: nah, it's, it's funny not to cut you off I'm sorry it's funny you say about trauma and how it translated to your relationship because the first line I was going to bring up you said I've orchestrated the strings of my heart to prevent from getting played first
0: facts definitely I mean it's a little pun on, on an instrument and our heart being an instrument because
1: that's that's a bar what are you talking about go, go into a little that on, on like what you meant by that bro
0: so I mean from a young age I think the first thing we taught when it comes to when we receive love is like this fight flight or freeze situation Mm -hmm. we don't Mm -hmm. really go into the logical part of our minds it's like emotion and then straight into survival um so I think for me when I when I seen like oh when a shorty was able to confess herself from the love that I know previous and confess that she loved me I was able to like yo pull back on that like yo there's no way like I'm protecting myself first this shorty says she loved me yeah that love maybe love is not something that I'm looking for that I want and I think, you know, our hearts are an instrument. It literally is. It's literally a beat. Yeah. You feel me? And how we use it is extremely important. So
1: You still giving out the bars. I hear you. Bro. Yeah, I facts. You. <laughs> but like I totally I totally could relate to that too, because like the fear of somebody hurting you before you do makes you hurt them, right? right. Because you're anticipating it. It's almost like self fulfilling prophecy, right? Yep. Like hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, right. And it's like I think that comes up in all relationships, especially in mine. Like I've been through that too. Um, but I wanted to talk about the next two lines. Like when you said it, it didn't, it didn't process what you just did there. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, whoa. Talking about the wedding? Yeah. Nigga nigga said, maybe it's because I've been to more wakes than weddings and I've yet to meet someone who has had their wedding cake. It was able to eat it too. What? Yeah. Facts. Why are you like this, bro? Nah. Go into detail on that for the people who don't really understand the wordplay and how you was just arranging shit. So I literally never been to a
0: wedding in my life. I'm 31 years old. I think the first wedding that I will attend will be mine, God willing. Um, And I've definitely experienced a lot of death. So I was speaking about the relationship between love and death. And then when I go into, and I've yet to meet someone who's had their wedding cake and was able to eat it too, I think I think that goes back to the part where we're speaking about where love, they think, or people think, the Mm -hmm. masses think that love is the solve of all. You know? And when we're speaking about love and we got that, it's like, nah, there's more to it. You gotta dig deeper. You cannot just have your wedding cake and you're not able to eat it too. And Mm -hmm. I've never been to a wedding, but... I'm sure motherfuckers don't really eat their wedding cake like that. They probably they just don't. cut it. They
1: save it. Yeah, it's in the freezer for the rest of their relationship. Yeah, that's for the like. analogy. That's though.
0: a dope ass analogy. analogy. That's <laughs> you though, yes. That was
1: dope. Nah, but like what I got from that last line was like someone to eat their wedding cake and was able to eat it too. Like I, I, I know people who are married who are married just to be married. Or marry for other reasons besides like the fulfillment of marriage, right? So like when I when I read it and I hear you say it, it's like, damn, this is a this is the stark reality of a lot of relationships after marriage. Like it's nothing but complaints. Right. It's nothing but I hate this shit, but it's like you're married. You're married to your partner, uh, for better or worse, all right? Like, but Love got you here, but it may not get you through it. It's not gonna get you through it. It may not get you through it, because I, I like to be optimistic. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, that was that was tough. Thank you, bro. That was tough. I, I kind of want you to go into a little detail about the next two lines because um, I think I know what you mean, but I, you know, like art is Subjective. Interpretation yeah. and shit like that, right? So you say, "See the love I've grown to know will throw you a life preserved that's blue."
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you ever if it, and it, it segues into the next line too, where it says, "I've witnessed head above water," in the more than I've seen head, head over, over hills. hills. So yeah. like head over hills is like you know. That's when we first meet a woman we we jump in we dive in literally
1: that's when you drown in
0: it and love. that's when you drown in it you yeah. feel me and I, and I think people people think like when they when they when they're finally in love when they have that honeymoon feel right and then they realize like yo what the hell like all this new shit about a person and it's never new yeah. you feel me it's actually this person's always been like this it's just not, not how now how you seeing it you try to hang on to that love that you once had or that you thought you had to keep you afloat, to keep you alive, to keep your head above the water or to save on to that relationship. And I think it's, I think it's scary when people do that. I don't think they understand how in-depth that is because sometimes we don't love somebody. We love how they make us feel. Mm -hmm. And even worse, sometimes we're afraid to see the next person move on and love somebody else. Mm More it's than a we're afraid. Thing. Exactly, it's bro. A and
1: love thing. is not selfish at all. Love should be selfless. See, the audience don't know. I I, I think you're a certified lifeguard, right? I,
0: <laughs> yes, perfect yeah. segue. Yeah, I'm right. a certified lifeguard who owns a swim school called Soul Swimming, yeah. who's reconnecting the parallel historical relationships to people of color yeah. in the aquatic world. Talk
1: that shit. So like to those talk those lifeguard bars. I see you. I see you. yes, bro.
0: Yes, I was in my I was in my lifeguard chair on that one on the high I note, see, brother. I
1: see. Uh, I want to go into the next. Uh, you got so many lines in here that's back to back that it's like, damn. Like I might have to read the whole poem over just so they know, you know you feel I me mean? because you say living life on the edge of a king size bed is how love is supposed. Is to Is that feel. how love is supposed is to feel? So it was a
0: question. Yeah, definitely. It goes. It's- it goes back, man. It, it was
1: very description-based, right? So, like, what I what I realized, what I've seen when you said that line was, like, some shit that I've been through, right? Like, when you in the bed with your partner and you're on your side, your corner, right? Like, that's what I got in my mind. Is that what you were trying to attest that a, to?
0: That's exactly. That's, like, okay. a personal experience because I had recently purchased a king bed. I've never even had a king bed. The Some people have never too. had a king That's bed amazing. in their life. It's amazing. Some motherfuckers never even bought a bed. They keep getting it passed down. I've been there. But once you
1: get there, but it's amazing. But once you get there, it's amazing, it's
0: amazing. Right? It's dope. But when you're living on the edge of it, when you feel like, damn, like, I purchased this big-ass bed and there's all this space between me and my partner. I put all this energy and this effort into this work to, to create us to have a safe space to, to love one another. And we on the edge of this shit. I mean... That speaks for itself, man. Love can definitely push you over the fucking edge. And I think it's important to make that decision, right? Because love is a choice to roll back over. Roll back over to the middle of the bed, man. Swallow the pride. Let go a little bit.
1: Yo, you know what's so crazy? I have a line in a poem that I say, I never thought love Would turn his back on me in the bed we share on the Moonlight Wishes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it made me think about that shit. Like, cause like, we all go through it. Right. We all go through those relationship problems where it's like, you know, we're both prideful, like we can't, we didn't solve it tonight, but we still got to go to sleep. We still got work to do the next day. So it's like, we got to get rest. We're not going to be cuddled up. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, we separate.
0: Yeah. I've, one thing that I've tried to make a habit of in my relationship now is, is, Speaking about it, obviously, to a certain extent to where you can speak about it, right before you end your night, like you, you don't want to end the night with somebody that you love, not, not being assured, you feel me? That like, this is going to be, all right, this is just another, another stepping stone for us. I think when you decide to go to bed without assuring your partner that you love them or kissing them off tonight, how are you setting the tone for the rest of the next day? You wake up grumpy, you wake up angry, irritable you start thinking about shit that never existed yeah. or that did exist um we so all met yeah it, bro man. so
1: it's like that that shit was relatable it was it translates to the real world in such a raw way um i think the next line that you said you said i've learned that low moments create high notes that shit sound like a drake line I was yeah. fired. And I know you don't fuck with Drake like <laughs> nah, that. Nah, but... <laughs> I don't really. I mean, Drake is a hype, man.
0: I like him for his captions, I guess. But and That was
1: a caption, bro. I learned that low moments create high notes. What?
0: Right, yeah. Ours. I, I think it does. I mean, a lot of the lowest moments that I've had has made me redefine how I want to love people and how I should be loved.
1: Yo, and so niggas didn't understand how you followed it up. You said, I learned that low moments create high notes and do those falsettos. And though those falsettos could be farce, the F words They can never be forced When they come straight, straight from, from the heart, the heart. That's Spoke a fact that shit bro That's a
0: fact I Tell mean, me more I, 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 I mean We know what a falsetto is We understand that They that's, might not know That's a high note That's okay. when you hit the high note If y'all don't See, know the dream note, Y'all need to <laughs> Keep going So I mean Alright so no matter what, at the end of the day, everybody's perspective is truth. That's one thing that I've learned, right? Mm-hmm. We, we may think that our partner is crazy in some sense of the word, but with the way that they see your relationship, the way that they see love in your relationship is valid for them. And it's that's true. their
1: reality. And too. that's their
0: reality. That's what they live in. That's what they feel. So though you may not think it's true, though you may think it's farce, you know, it's it's not. It's valid. It's not a false thing. This is, this is something that's, it, as long as it's genuine and it's coming straight from your heart, or from their heart, then it's real. And you should approach it as such, especially if you really love that person.
1: That's a fact. You That's should. A fact. So, yeah, um, that was fire. Thank you, That's bro. a fire-ass poem. It kind of inspired me to write today, so thank you for that. I truly appreciate that. You're
0: ready, of course, yeah, bro. I
1: mean, um, I do have a few more questions. Yes. So, yeah, like, since it got my brain going now, we thinking about love, Um, I I remember... Every relationship I've been into, they always talking about love language, right? Like, that's the new shit. That's the new fad. So, like, what would you say your love language is, and how does that play a role in how you communicate with your partner? All of them. All of them? All of them. That's the cheat I've been seeing that post, too. Like, yo, my love language is all of them. And it's the truth.
0: I think, I think when one is fulfilled, oh when one area of your life is being focused on, it's about balance at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's all its all about balance. You gotta be able to love yourself, love your partner. And whether that's, you know, gifts, that might not be available to certain people at that time. Yeah. There may be financial constraints that yeah, you can't it approach it in that way. Yeah. You just can't. And then, and if you're trying to be successful and, and, and in this world, then you gotta be able to stack bread together. So it may not be in gifts. You yeah. feel me? Even if they're cheap, small gifts, You know, it may be in touch, but then there's some modes when I, as an artist, I get into my writing mode where I don't want to be touched. I'm good. Right now I'm going through some shit and I want to do it alone. So there may be another way that you may have to reach me.
1: Yeah. Um, And support you in a different way. And support you.
0: And and honestly, I think what's most, I think what's missing is just that ability to ask that question. Like, I don't know how I can love you. How can I love you right now? How can I do Mm. it? Right now, what do you need from me? And that people are afraid to ask that they, from their partner because I don't know why people think that we're supposed to know all the answers in this process of loving someone and being someone mm-hmm. the rest of their life. You're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You're asking questions. When your shorty is hungry, you ask her what she want to eat. And she's, she may not know the answer, <laughs> but you asking her. So, I mean, she may be hungry for love or we may be hungry for love. And I think it's really important to be like, yo, what do you need right now? Which one of these areas do I need to, do you need me to bust your ass and bang you over right now? Or do you need me to <laughs> forgive my, for my viewers under the age of 16?
1: <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because I'm, I'm very different in the esteem. So like for me, like there is a love language that I appreciate more. Like I appreciate touch more, right? Like, like don't buy me no gifts. I'm not going to do nothing with it. I'm going to put it wherever because I don't give a fuck about that shit. Um, But even when you saying having a partner that, ask you what you need, right? I have a partner that asks me what I need. I don't be knowing all the time. Right. So now that creates anxiety and pressure on me to let her know how she should be loving me in this moment. And I don't know because I'm trying to figure out how I should love myself in this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, So it's like, people are very different. So it's like, it's under, it's understanding the balance and finding someone who who kind of understands you to the core where that's not an issue anymore. Right. Like you might need some time. Like, like you said, like, yo, I don't want to be touched. Like leave me alone for right now. You feel me? And you might be able to articulate that because you're a very articulate person. (laughs) Me, myself. Nah, I'd be like, yo, I don't really know. That's all I can muster. I don't know. So yeah, maybe that is leaving me me alone. Maybe that is just being on me and overbearing. Maybe that is like, I don't know. Let's try all them shits. And see I should,
0: what good So now that you say that, honestly, it kind of changes my my perspective. Not that it changes my answer. No, I, know. I know. But I think what I would want most from anybody, right, if they really love me, mm-hmm. is to be patient with me. Facts. Be virtue. patient with me. Allow, give me the room, give me the space to make mistakes. Yeah. You feel me? And, and, when I apologize or if I say something, take it as the truth. Yeah. You know, allow me to be accountable in those
1: moments. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And I think that patience alone will allow you to answer all of those questions of what you need right now. I don't know what I need right now.
1: That's a fact. And you I feel like you? as men, it's a little difficult. And and not a shout out to the, to the lady viewers, listeners. I think as men, we're kind of charged with having to know. Right. We're, we're not granted the grace of time. So like in any moment, like we have to decide how we feel right then and there, or our relationship is in an array because it's like, we're not picking, right? Like, so I've been through that. I've been through not understanding how I feel in this moment to kind of travel through this conversation and not having the choice of having the time to figure it out. So it's like, you're going to make Rash decisions in that moment like you're going to say things you might not mean because it's like you don't have the time to sit down with yourself and figure that shit out um so it's like that's what i've experienced and like what you said like patience right like it's a virtue and it's like i think as partners you have to practice that hell yeah you know i mean like you have to sit in the unknown for a second until you figure it out word that's just my yeah no
0: no it's true man and i I think it's funny how like we we'll be in a work environment, right? And we're like we love our job, and like your boss will come say some shit to you where you kind of gotta bite your tongue mm-hmm. and be patient with that person. Mm-hmm. But if your shorty came up to you and spoke like that, you're like, yo, bitch, why the fuck you yeah, talking yeah, to like, me like you that? Doing? Why like, she don't yeah. get the same patience that she you are giving your employer? And you she know should get mean? more, right? Because you that's your life it. partner, like, that's who exactly. you're around all the time. Um, you know what I mean, but I think a, a big component that's you know that's being spoken out is self love trigger figuring it out, you know, figuring it out for yourself because it's not her job or it's not his job to make you happy. It's not. And to be honest, that's like a false, you know, that's a false responsibility or, or a false expectation. And it's an unfair expectation at times. You know, that's why I think it is important to ask, like, what do you need? Because if there's something that I can do for you, I'm down, I'm willing. But maybe there's nothing that I can fucking do for you. You That's feel a me? Maybe could, maybe you need to figure this shit out right now on your own. And I do a lot. I take a lot of self-time. I take a lot of it at, where it's just me and my thoughts and I dissect them. And sometimes I don't come up with the right answers. Nah, truthfully,
1: like but, once you figure out your triggers, nobody can ever shoot you accidentally. You exactly. Like, I love that. I, I respect that. Like. Once freestyle. you figure
0: out your triggers, nobody could shoot you accidentally.
1: Yeah. So once you they... figure
0: out your triggers, you stop bleeding on people, you man. Feel me?
1: Like, cause like really, like that, what I meant by that is like, yo, like when you have so many triggers that you haven't figured out, there's people that's gonna just be living their life and affect you in a negative way, and they weren't even meaning to. Right. Right. So like, once you figure out your triggers, you know that if you're affected in a negative way, this person was trying to. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think a lot of the a lot of the issues come from not understanding um ourselves. Like you said. I mean, like understanding our self-love. But yeah, you all know what we do here, right? We gave you the palm. You know what I mean? We went through we it line by line. The poem. We gave we gave a thorough conversation <laughs> on love uh from two love experts uh cuz like I think I think you're a relationship type, I'm a relationship type. Like we've been I don't know how many. I love love. Yeah, like I've been in a lot of relationships. I've I've been wiped up multiple times. You feel me? I've never been married, but you know what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm usually in a relationship. You know, I'm mean? I'm not a certified lover boy, but you know, I date and shit. So, uh, what we do at the end of every episode is like we like to bring y'all an immersive experience. Uh, we like to add the caveats, the sound effects, and just bring you into this poem because it's. Fire Anyway, so I want my brother to get back on the horn. I want him to perform what is your favorite love song.
0: Damn, you good at that shit. (laughs) Dr. Love over here.
1: You know, I believe that self-love is very important. If you read my work, you know I'm always talking about loving oneself. I never trust anybody who tells me he or she loves me if the person doesn't love herself, or himself.
0: What's your favorite love song? See, my rendition of Love is different. And I wouldn't say that it hurts, but I've orchestrated the strings of my heart to prevent from getting played first. Maybe it's because I've been to More wakes Than Weddings. And I've yet to have my wedding cake and was able to eat it too See the love I've grown to know and will throw you a life preserved as blue I've seen head above water more than I've seen head over heels Living life on the edge of a king-size bed Is that the way that love's supposed to feel? I've learned that low moments create high notes And even though those settles could be false They can never be false when it comes straight from the heart I ask What's your favorite love song?